time to present Scott Coupon to bring you another episode of Finance Your Movie with tips and strategies to help you get your money to tell your story. It's time! Okay, welcome to another episode of Finance Your Movie. I'm honored to have Michael Baumgarten in the house. Writer, producer, director, has done dozens of films over the past 20 plus years. And he was one of the rare directors I know that actually did two new films he shot during the pandemic, Hollywood Laundromat and Kyle's Pocket Dial. And uh, welcome to the show, Michael. Thank you very much, Scott. It's a pleasure to be here, sir. And you actually raised both of the money during the pandemic, which was incredible. I'll probably have you back on another episode to dig into that. But today, the reason I ask you on the show is you're also a, uh, in addition to being a veteran producer, you're an experienced UPM or line producer. Line producer. Yes, sir. Yeah. So a lot of people who, a lot of indie filmmakers, uh, the business plan is your actual calling card. That's what obviously is shown to potential investors. And I've seen so many people just try to cut and paste a, a top sheet, change some of the numbers. So I'd like to, for you to explain the process, that, the legitimate process of what goes in, in the works to getting to a top sheet. Well, first, what I do to get to a top sheet is I break down the script properly. In other words, go through it, see what basically it has to be rented, purchased, or you definitely know you have access to for sure. And those are the types of things that are huge, huge, huge help. Because a lot of the time, somebody will take a budget that they go, oh, it's a 15-day shoot. I already have a – and so, like, I have a budget for a 15-day shoot. But if it's not customized to the exact needs of that script and what it is going to take to pull that off, then it's going to likely result in somebody that, you know, comes up short of funds. Yeah, and, and you do the uh, – I mean, obviously, every single – cast member, uh, how many days they're going to be shooting, all that stuff is, is critically important. Day out of days, yeah. It's yeah, the day, day, out of, day out of days. And that's, and that's for the cast. That's for locations that have to be rented, and that's for any kind of props that you need to rent, cars, anything just like that. How, how long of like to shoot do all of these things work? And most of the time, anything to do with like rentals from props and all that kind of stuff is usually on uh, on a weeklies. But then if you're shooting, you know, like out of town, then you have that issue is longer rentals. If you're going to need something in, say, Nebraska, and basically you got to get it from Los Angeles to there, then you got to get it back. Perhaps it works for two and a half weeks. Well, that's three weeks. And then there's the, you know, possible time of transportation to and from and not to mention the cost. So you have to kind of factor in everything that could possibly be hitting you as somebody with their hand out that needs something to be paid for. So you got to anticipate that because if you just kind of go in and going, oh, it'll just work itself out. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's not going to just work itself out. Yeah. You got to be prepared and you got to know what costs are. And then you got to have a little bit more. So in case there's just surprises that you're not 
unprepared for those surprises. So and, if, okay, go ahead. if you could kind of generalize here, are there, are there any kind of one or two light items that you see most often inexperienced uh, directors or producers just are way off, like above the line talent or marketing deliverables costs? Is there, is there any like one or two light items that just all the time people are off on if they're inexperienced? Yeah, they usually think it's a get-rich-quick scheme of which they should pocket a lot of money on, on on just like the top of it. And it's just like that's the part that's like, come on, this is not going to be something that fits. <laughs> you know what I mean? In other words, you don't need that much money to have the privilege of making a feature film, especially when your track record is, is you know, is minimal. You know so, you're, I mean? you're, so you're talking about the above-the-line producers Correct. and director, right? Yes, correct. In other words, there's there's a whole lot of times they read stuff in like the trades. And, you know, let's just say that the budget for the script is 1.5 to 2.5, you know, percent, you know, and again, and let's just say they're making a 300 grand film, you know what I mean? And if you look at what that there should should be, it's not a lot of money. But then if they read something from the Writers Guild, and they're not even in the guild. They're just looking at it. Well, if it was a writer's guild script, I'd make, you know, close to $50,000 or $70,000. Yeah, or whatever. W WGA minimum. Right. And so basically they start looking at that as what price they should get for, for just like their script. But then you look at it as, but it's a 300 grand movie. <laughs> yeah. So, so you, you bring up a very good point and you've successfully raised a lot of money for many many films so you you know this process well Correct. Do you do you think that what you just alluded to like somebody inexperienced trying to match up with a wga minimum is that like gonna scare off potential investors right away like what's going through the potential investor's well, mind well if it's somebody that's invested in films before you know then they generally would see that and go hey no <laughs> But when it's people that it might be their first time investing into a film, this is where you have the very real possibility that they're going to burn out a perfectly good, wonderful investor. Yeah. Because now they're because now that investor has to overpay for something that didn't need to be overpaid, and it's because somebody you get again because they look at it from here's the guild minimums for that and everything and they kind of base their script fee off of that instead of going look we're making a movie for three hundred thousand dollars what's two percent of that you yeah. know what i mean that's yeah. what the script fee should you know should should be or they can contribute the script if they're also directing it or also producing it if they believe in their project so much they can defer it yeah. So so tying this all in to raising money for your own film, when, you, when you're raising money for your own projects, your, your Michael Baumgarten films, and you have this top sheet, you, you never show like the 30 page line item budget, but you have the top sheet in the business plan. Do your potential investors ever ask you specific budget questions or do they look at that top sheet and kind of have a dialogue with you? I am happy to show it to them. I mean, because I got nothing to hide. So at the end of the day, if they said, okay, great, this this looks great, I'd like to hear more. And then basically that's when we get into a sit down and we go through it here. And here is everything that needs to be paid for while making this film. 
So here, here's an important point I want to drill, drill down because you've been so right. successful at raising money. If you actually do the work like you're doing, yes, um, and you have all these numbers because you did the day as the days at day of schedule, I'm guessing that gives you a lot of confidence and it makes it very clear to investors that Michael Baumgarten knows exactly what he's doing. Yes, because I also do budgets and schedules for other filmmakers, and those movies get made. And I do them in like a way that everything is looking in line to what it should be to be fair and making sure they got enough money to complete the movie. I don't care if somebody thinks they can get a full post-production sound job done for free. <laughs> I'm putting that into the budget. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. I mean, because you need a proper post-production house that understands your movie needs to pass QC. And, and the same thing for color grading. So I'm putting it to make sure that even as a small favor, you can still pay for the movie to be properly color graded by a professional. Yeah. So you, you, know? you, you just made an interesting comment that sometimes you will do, you'll be hired by other producers to do, uh, you know, the whole day out of days, the budget breakdown to get a top sheet. And you said some of those films get funded. Many of them do. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that, that that kind of sums it right up there because that that is something investors are going to have confidence in. And I, I'm always the big believer if there's questions or even potential investors don't have a hundred percent confidence, they're usually not gonna write a check. Right. That's the bottom line. And if they basically feel like some things are like they look to be like, oh, let me see, you're directing your first film and you want fifty thousand dollars on a, you know. <laughs> one million dollars or whatever it is it's like, yeah it's like kind of gone uh you know that doesn't inspire people now when somebody really wants to tell that story so bad that they want to basically work on it for free i go well you know what that's nice but i'm not going to put in that you're working on it for free and they go why i said because then you can just walk away if something gets rough then basically you're not committed because you're not getting paid and you may leave everybody else in like a lurch. Yeah. I said, I said, so I'm putting you in for a weekly amount for X amount of weeks, because that puts you contractually obligated to complete the movie, not just raise funds for it. Yeah, I'm glad I'm so glad you brought that up because because when I'm when I'm doing budgets, I think there's a delicate balance between the ripoff artists you're talking about, oh, it's my mm -hmm. first film. I need 50, 50 or $60,000 as the writer or $50,000 yeah. as a director versus working for free. I think it's, it's a reasonable but small amount that shows potential investors, hey, these, these guys are professional. They're going to mm -hmm. get paid. They're committed, but they're not being excessive. So what – yeah, exactly. So what my point to them is I'm going, look, no one wants you to work on it for free. But just what do you need to be conservative to pay your bills for the amount of months committed to basically have this be your focus? Because yeah. it's a privilege to make a film, and it is an honor when somebody actually believes in you enough to invest in your movie and you. You're yeah. on board until it's completed. So what's the amount that you can live on without being greedy, 
what's the amount? And most of the time they go from $10,000 a month and they go, oh, I can live on like 4,000, 5,000 a month. I go, okay. So now you see that's more reasonable. Yeah. And that's, yeah. and so that's the type of thing that just separates it from basically somebody that just wants to make a movie because they think it's a quick way to make money as opposed to somebody that wants to tell their story. They care. They care not only about the story they're going to tell, but the resources that it takes to tell that, that story. And ultimately they're looking out for the investor by basically making sure that in the event that they basically can upscale some things in post or with casting that so much of the money was not already needlessly committed to other line items out of ego or greed. Yeah. And um, one, one of the things I can't stress enough, and one of the reasons why I w wanted to have you on the show, I get a lot of business plans thrown my way, people asking for advice. And they're, they're glaring omissions. Like people don't even think about the, the marketing or mm -hmm. some of the deliverables costs. Or for, for two years, I must have seen a dozen business plans without a COVID line item. Right. <laughs> so, so, so even somebody who's not a regular film investor who reads right. the USA Today or turns on the news, they know about COVID protocols and testing and extra PPE, all that stuff. Correct. And that, that's why you need somebody like yourself um, just so the investors have confidence and they know everything's covered. Exactly, because there's nothing worse than you put money in and then they come back to you for more. And then you put money in, they come back to you for more. <laughs> so and, that, that leads me to, I'm glad you brought that up, uh, sure. without, without naming any names, I don't want to disparage anyone on the show, but can, can you tell me one or, one or two stories of, of, a, of a movie that you were on where you're stuck in the trailer and because they didn't do a proper budget top sheet to begin with, they ran out of payroll like the last week of the show or, or right. people are just going crazy? Right. In other words, so it sometimes occurs is people, <clears throat> they, you know, especially when it's a SAG project, there's a certain amount of money that has to be committed for the SAG bond. And, you know, and there's no set amount that you can really know for sure until, you know, you're right about the shoot. And then SAG gives you uh, their, you know, their, you know, their fee of what they want. And they can completely stop you from shooting. Like if you plan to shoot on Monday and it's Wednesday when they tell you, oh, here's how much we want, you know, and you were kind of thinking, huh, it might be like 20, 24, $25,000 bond. Um, and they may say, you know, on Wednesday, it's like, we want $42,000. Now that's a lot of money that you're now not liquid because you have to hand it over if you want to shoot on Monday. So that means that, unfortunately, if you thought you would have more money because of casting and you overspent on a cast member that wasn't in the budget for, the, for that amount, but you're like, oh, we can afford it, it's an extra $10,000. What could it possibly hurt? Well, it's not just $10,000. It's $10,000 plus fringes. <laughs> yeah, yeah so all the add-ons so ten thousand dollars might be more like 
you know, thirteen five to fourteen thousand dollars. So now yeah. you're not just short, you know, ten thousand dollars. You're short close to fourteen thousand dollars. Yeah. So and then SAG just you know hit you up for forty two thousand dollars. Yeah. And why that, why not just spend a little bit money up front, hire hire an experienced line producer. Right. Just just to give your potential investors a confidence. If you know, if you're one of those producers that has all this experience, great. But if not, you really need to hire spend a little bit of money on the front end, get a professional doing it. So uh, we're we're up against a time wall here, Michael. I just wanted to okay. thank you so much. But you have some breaking news, and I have no skin in the game for this movie Hollywood Laundromat. I, I had a part in it, but I don't have ownership <laughs> or whatever. But right. I'm I'm telling you. I am really, really excited about the few clips you were gracious enough to show me. I think this movie is going to blow up. So tell, tell our audience, especially anyone listening in Florida, where they can see the world premiere of Hollywood Laundromat. Thank you, Scott. The world premiere is going to be on, on April 29th at 7 p.m. at the AMC Sundial in downtown St. Petersburg as part of the sunscreen film festival it's going to be a blast so if anybody can make it just uh let you know just uh just uh, say say hi and say that you found out about about it here that would be fantastic because that's going to be a first time i've seen this movie big completed and up on a screen that's more than 40 inches or so so basically yeah. so this is exciting for me to finally see the film with you know first that big and two with 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 like the sound mix like in a big room and all that stuff so it's exciting and it's like i am thrilled for just like this film it's a throw throwback to films when independent film was truly independent film and we tried to you know to just do something that was about a guy that's a little down and out and it's he's working uh you know like the overnight shift for his ex uh who owns the laundromat that he has to work at so and it's his overnight shift and all of the chaos that like occurs so any kind of films that people can think of whether it's where you know where it mostly all takes place in one in one night in one shift that's kind of what this is which is uh you know, a little bit like American American graffiti or anything like that, where it all takes place in one night, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's a pretty, pretty cool uh, story you put together right in the middle of the pandemic with, uh, you know, you, you pulled off an amazing film. So Friday the 29th, 7 p.m., go to sunscreenfilmfestival.com if you want more info. And uh, one final thing, Michael, I know you're super, super busy, and I, I appreciate your being on, but... In between your different productions, are you still doing budget breakdowns, top sheets for other people once in a while? Absolutely. So if I have, uh, you know, just like a week, uh, because it really takes a week to do a, to do a proper breakdown budget schedule with synopsis of each scene and all that kind of stuff. I like to have like a week. What's uh, the best way to contact you if someone's interested? Best way to reach me is pretty much on Facebook, Michael Baumgarten. Awesome. Well, Michael Baumgarten. Uh, best of success to you on Hollywood Laundromat, and uh, thank you once again for coming on the show. Thank you, sir. Thanks for listening, and remember, it's time! There's never been a better time 
to make your own indie film. And if you have a dream project you're excited about and 100% committed to getting it funded, go to financeyourmovie.com and click on the green telephone button. You'll see our calendar, and if you find an open spot, grab it. You'll get a one-on-one call with me or one of my partners. It will be the best hour you've ever spent getting clarity and strategy towards financing your movie. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week.